It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, I am Keeper, your host. My real name is Robert Kilpatrick. I don't hide behind the moniker, nickname, tag, whatever you want to call it, of Keeper. I just use it because it is easier to remember and a little bit more familiar because I am one of those people you do want to keep. We've got somebody coming on here. I'm not exactly sure when my guest co-host is going to be here. I'm sure that I will get a message from my engineer. But we're going to be talking about our, well, my president's particular pick for Supreme Court justice, and I think it's actually a good one. I've done a little bit of research, not enough, um, about this guy, and the the information that I've found, I do like. Um, I'm not worried about his religious background or anything like that, and some people are. Um, I want to say it's uh, uh, Methodist, but please don't quote me on that. I just I read it this evening, and it was one of the last things that I found. So it should stick in my head, but it doesn't. Um, I have a tendency to to remember things that I read a little bit ago, as opposed to more immediately. So please forgive me for for you know probably getting that one wrong. Um, it's been it's been a odd odd. First uh, <laughs> week or so, ten days for our president. Let me use that term loosely, so please don't think I'm saying that he is also your president. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you don't like the current president of the United States, give him an opportunity, which is something that the media uh, doesn't seem to want to do. None of them, and in in past presidential elections, the media has given the incoming president, the new one, I don't mean by a second term, um, a little bit of leeway, time to get their feet under them, so to speak. Um, And if you're paying attention, uh, if you're paying attention, then you already know that the media isn't giving him the chance. Nobody is giving him the chance. Democrats and a few Republicans are already looking to stop him at just about every turn. And when that happens, you don't get – you're not giving the guy a fair shake. But he hit the ground running. He already had you know, his cabinet picked out. It didn't take him months. It didn't take him you know, 
20 days or 30 days or 40 days, 60 days, whatever it was, to, to you know, put his appointees out there. These are the people that I want in my cabinet. Uh, like it has past presidents. This is a guy that, you know, is familiar with actually working. Actually, actually doing the job that he does. Okay, I mean, whether it is building a skyscraper or um, hiring the best possible people to run a hotel or a casino or and you want to talk about all the failed attempts at this or that or something else, the guy doesn't micromanage. He puts people in place that should be able to take care of the information or to take care of the job at hand that he hired them to do. And people want to bring up, you know, his tax returns. You know what? So what? I I don't want people looking at my tax returns. There's nothing in the Constitution that says he has to reveal his tax returns, so everybody can just give up on that one. I don't care how much he is worth. It's going to come out sooner or later, and the New York Times actually published one of his tax returns. I'm not sure – I'm not familiar with which year, but one of his tax returns they published illegally, and everybody already knows that. So say he comes into you know the presidency worth you know, a self-worth. Uh, say you know a million dollars. That's what he's got in the bank. That's what that's what his properties are worth. Whatever that he actually physically in name owns. So what? This guy is a businessman. He knows how to run businesses. And people want to talk. Like I said just a minute ago, people want to talk about these bankruptcies. He restructured the company, bought or acquired whatever word you want to use. Bought these companies and had to file bankruptcy to turn them around or save them, and in some cases did liquidate. That's the way business works. He was working within the laws that somebody else wrote because that's how we're all supposed to play the game. But that doesn't apply to politicians. And Donald Trump is not a politician. He is a businessman. And people can't make that distinction. You know, they see him as Hitler, but I don't see it. Yes, he is appointing people back have a strong military background in places of homeland defense, which is a very scary term in my world because that seems like it would refer to like you know, Mother Russia, Department of Defense, which we need a strong military individual there that really has some kind of definitive experience dealing with the kinds of things that we're dealing with. And if you, again, if you're paying attention to the kinds of things that are going on there, in 2007, I don't remember don't remember which general it was, but came forward with a plan under Bush to destabilize seven countries in five years. Well, that's pretty much what's going on right now. And now we have this ban. I think it's a 90-day ban on accepting travelers from those countries without verifying who they are or doing some kind of a background check, maybe holding them for a little while. I'm sorry about the kid supposedly was locked in handcuffs with his mom and dad. I'm sorry about that. The kid is probably not a threat, but if you know anything about Islam, you still need to pay attention to that kid. And I'm sure they said all the usual things. It's for your safety and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, uncomfortable, perhaps humiliating. Um, you want to come into this country, it is not a right to come to the United States. It is a privilege to come to the United States. So put those couple issues aside for a minute. Nobody said anything when Barack Hussein Obama banned travel from these countries. 
same ones that, you know, President Trump has done. Nobody said anything. No, it's cool. Yeah, no problem. And nobody's paying attention to the fact, well, since the information has begun to get out there, the truth of the matter, um, people are beginning to understand that President Trump is only enforcing or or uh, enacting, if you will, yeah, enforcing, enacting, putting, you know, making sure that the the guidelines that Barack Hussein Obama put into place and didn't use are now getting enforced. Okay, so if you you know here we are, we're going to start you know putting you know who is do what as far as credit, whether it's good or bad credit, you know, at the feet of a particular individual. Well. The last president actually put these things into place but didn't enforce them. Completely flipped every way that we as a country should identify people that want to kill Americans or people from France or from Great Britain or from Russia or whatever country. But, you know, America is seen as a great big bad guy, you know, the, the devil. So these people... All right, get it. You know, they had to be locked up in handcuffs. But, you know, American kids, they still got to deal with the same thing. My oldest son is going to be coming out here at the end of this month, and I haven't seen him in quite a while. Uh, Nine years to be, maybe ten years to be almost exact. Um, And I'm sure he's going to get screened. The dude is six foot three. I'm sure they're going to put him through some kind of a grinder just to find out where he's going, what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Just because that's the way of the TSA right now. I mean, people, people don't seem to get it. And no, the TSA has not stopped a damn thing. Okay, so let's just go ahead and you know make that clear. The TSA has not stopped anything. In fact, more TSA officers have been arrested for either corruption or outright stealing um, than they've stopped. You know, somebody carrying like you know nail clippers on a plane way. Can't do that. Can't carry a lighter. Can't carry a liquid, even a water bottle, unopened or not, with more than three ounces of liquid in it, which I guess somehow that's some kind of designation. Excuse me, I'm a little thirsty tonight. Oh. But there's so much to pay attention to. So many things that are happening so fast. And we do need to pay attention. Patriots need to pay attention. We can't, you know, take a a huge sigh of relief just because, you know, we've now got a president that actually seems to love America. I mean, he's doing everything that he said he was going to do before he was elected, and people are mad at that? Wait a minute. This is is not how politics work. You're supposed to lie to us and tell us what we want to hear and then not do that. Um, This is honestly a breath of fresh air. Again, he's not a politician. Why would you expect him to, to to behave like a politician would? I mean, it's just it's it's ludicrous to think that somebody that has used no no go with me here has used the political arena 
like he has to get done what he was trying to get done. Played by the rules. All along the way, like I've got to do when I'm you know, doing my work, my regular job, there are certain rules that I have to go by. Well, he kind of beat the system and made a whole lot of money. But you can't blame him not being a politician because he isn't. He has been on the other side his whole life. He hasn't been in that world. You know where it's you know, well. You know if you, if you can do this for me, then I, I you know I can do that for you. And you know let's get together and we'll write this law or whatever it happens to be. And and, and you know we'll, it, we can dictate you know policy for America. And who's going to say anything? They don't know any better. That's why we're here. That's why they elected us because they don't know any. We do know better. We're not stupid. We don't want to be dictated to about how we live our life. Period. And and that's really what's been going on up to this point. You know, we sit back and we watch and you know, we, we might pay a scant amount of attention to what's going on in the political arena, but we really don't do anything about it. Until recently, especially more so in the last four years or five years than any other time in history that I can really note. And all these activists that are, that are, you know, doing the things that they're doing are coming from an emotional place. And that's going to, that's going to dry up. People are going to start looking at that going, oh, you're just ridiculous. You're just throwing a temper tantrum. And that is exactly what it is. It's a temper tantrum. It's not a, an effective way to make any kind of change or do something different or get something different done. It just it that's just not how it goes. You know, when you talk about trying to get things done to change, make them better, you've got to be able to talk to people. You've got to have conversations with people. You can't sit there and yell and scream or get up on a stage and, you know, spout your opinion and then just go away and hide. If you really want to do something about that kind of thing, you have to be active. In our, in our recent history, the, one of the biggest, most active people would be Robert LeBoy Seneca. He died for what he believed in because he was murdered. Speaking for the rights of not just local ranchers and farmers <clears throat> against the Bureau of Land Management's overreach, and control of what should be public land, state land, not controlled, dictated to you by, for, how to use, not use the federal government. You know, the, the Bureau of Land Management is an extra-constitutional entity. They shouldn't exist, just like the Department of Education should not exist. But here, let's go ahead and elect these people that, that are going to you know, start up some department and let them pass laws and put dictates out that we're supposed to adhere to that we did not elect them to represent us, to speak for us. They're dictating policy based on their own opinion or some grand research someplace, and they've been living in this bubble outside the world that everyday Americans live in. They don't, they don't get it. Once you get into that particular arena, you don't get it anymore. And in contrast, Donald Trump has been outside that arena 
his whole life. So I don't think that he's probably going to change at the age that he is and get sucked into that kind of vortex, if you will, of misinformation and lies and and all of the rest of that. I mean, I just don't see it happening. I mean, can anybody you know throw something different at me? If you want to call in, the number is four two four two five eight nine two two zero. Press the number one button after you hear the recorded message and you can hear the show once again. My voice or um, a non-English, very pretty voice. Uh, It just, like I said, there's so many things that are happening so fast and we still need to pay attention. Uh, General Mattis was kind of accelerated into his position, which I don't mind because... I know the guy is, you know, pretty much behind the Constitution with his background. He loves America. He'll fight for America. He'll kill for America, or he'll, you know, order people to be killed for America. And it just depends. Um, it just depends on what's happening at the time, because he's going to get informed, just like you and I are going to get informed, just not with the same kind of information. So. Um, if we could spin up a song here really quick of your choice, this engineer, I don't care which one. Um, I don't want to play that one right now, the one that we were talking about earlier. So if you want to bring up something, Madison Rising maybe, or something like that, that would be absolutely fine. But again, we're going to have a, uh, at some point, somebody from... Sassy Liberty, Percy Hawley, um, and AFF is going to be calling in. At some point, I just don't know when because I did not get a confirmation of a time. So stay tuned. Don't go away, please. Again, the phone number is 424-258-9220. And <coughs> we'll get to your call. We're going to play some music. We're going to listen to this lady speak because she does have an incredible mind and sees things in a way that most people really don't or won't. If you pay attention to the Facebook page, Keeper's Mind Pool, or Sassy Liberty, you have seen or at least heard her words of pretty different wisdom that really make a whole lot of sense. And Sorry, I'm getting messages. It could be. I'm not... 100% 100% sure. Go ahead and answer it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and play a Locked and Loaded from Madison Rising. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Booyah! Give it up for the team. A bunch of badasses if you know what I mean. They're coming. Out of the sky, out of the sea, and on land, tryna take it to the enemy. Lock it low, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleet, the pipe swinging frog man, the UDT. They don't do it for the money. They do it for the country. It's not about the fame. They do it for the. Big boy club, nobody 
Madison Rising, Lock and Loaded, back when Dave Bray was the <clears throat> lead singer. And, you know, I've listened to a couple of the tunes. I'm not impressed with this new cat. I really, I really, uh, I, I'm really not. Um, no offense to the rest of the band. No offense to the rest of the band, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that high-pitched voice. Um, it, it seems their style took a... Uh, maybe a, a little bit of a step back, um, kind of maybe '80s hairband days, kind of thing, and it just uh, just kind of bums me out that they did what they did. Um, but you know, I mean, that's that's I guess that's just the way that it goes. It's 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 just one of them things, and. Uh, Dave's doing his own thing. You can check out DaveBrayUSA.com. Go find some of his new music. And um, 
download or, or buy, purchase, whatever. You've got T-shirts and badges and hats and all kinds of other stuff out there. So go check them out, daybreakusa.com. We're going to play um, one of his two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to play another tune here real quick. Uh, and, I, and you know, I don't know what. I don't know. What, you know what? Let's actually play something from Dave Bray. Let's go ahead and play Last Call. And uh, we'll be right back. Give my engineer a minute to find it. You know, looking at this board, it, there's so much music on there, and there's so many other things. Um, i got to take care of something with my son here really quick. My youngest son. I've got three kids. So, in case people didn't know that. Yeah, i got three boys. I did my part to make sure that America is great. So, we'll be right back. This is Dave Bray. Man down, man down, I'm bleeding now. There's no time, no time for peace to me out. These are the last few words that I'd like to say to you all. This is my last call. Tell my i 
Sorry about the delay there, folks. Um, like I said, dealing with a little couple of things with my son, my youngest son. Uh, anyway, still waiting for my guest co-host. Um, hopefully in about half an hour, or basically in a minute. Uh, should be calling in. So, um, <laughs> uh, it, like I said, it, it, there are there are so many things we still need to be paying attention to and we can't take that big sigh of relief. And I talked about this last week on the short show. Um, we can't take that sigh of relief. We can't sit there and, and expect everything to be better just because just because you know Donald Trump got elected. We've got to pay attention. And, and if you think that everything's going to be magically better, please don't think that. Please don't think that. Um, and you know what? Um, can you pick another song, please? Like I said, I'm dealing with this thing with my son, and we're going to play some music tonight while we wait for my guest co-host to call in. Um I don't know what. Pick something that's a little bit longer. I don't know when I'm going to get this wrapped up. And I do apologize for the interruption, but this is my youngest son, and um, his mother is having a conniption fit. So Um, He's 11 years old, and I let him hold a bottle rocket, and I failed to tell him to let go of it because he gripped it like in a death grip. In his hand. If he let go of it, it would have been fine. Um, and he ended up getting burned. And now she thinks that I lied, told him to lie to her about it. So that's the gist of that. Uh, welcome to my life right now. So we're going to play some more music while I deal with some of this. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the interruption. Um, we'll play some music. We'll wait for my friend from Sassy Liberty to call in. I told her I'd give her a half an hour, so she could call in any time and just go on some amazing rant that you would not believe. We'll be back. This is Keep It Mindful, 424 Some people don't like my rebel stars and bars. They want to burn my red, white, and
welcome back to the We're going to play one more. We'll be right back. You know I love my stars and stripes And I believe in freedom That's why I signed up to fight But war is hell and the bullets keep flying There's fire in the sky and my buddies keep dying I miss my mama's cooking Thunder and there's no good friends right there. Check them out. You know, if you go to ReverbNation.com and you search for Smoking Joe 
Thunder. You're going to find some really good tunes. You can look them up on Facebook, the Smoking Joe Thunder. And it's not, there's no G at the end of that smoking. Smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends, F R E N Z. You know, it, it's, it's been a strange night. It's been a very strange night having to interrupt the program. Um, and, and, you know, I guess deal with real life. And, you know, here we are talking about real life, but it is not as immediate as having to deal with family. Uh, and I'm not going to get into some kind of, you know, rant and roll about what's going on because I did drop it um, and let you know what's going on. So, you know, I'm still waiting for my guest co-host, and I, I really do hope she makes it. At some point, probably 8 o'clock, maybe 830, um, that'll happen. But, um, okay, so we've got this. We're going to change gears here a little bit, um, see if I can't get out of this little bit of a funk. Um Here we are dealing with all this political uh, – It's well, I, I can't say it's fallout because we, we – the bombs are still in the air, so to speak. I mean the things that are being done uh, are still on their starting course, and that's where uh, we need to um, take a breath. Not that Donald Trump was elected president, which I, I do believe personally is a good thing. The guy does love America. At least that's what he's showing us. People have gotten upset over things that he has said, which, you know, really, if you're offended by some of these comments, some of these words, really, I mean, we have to harken back to the days of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I have to counter that with the only time that words are going to hurt us is when they come from somebody that knows who we are as an individual. And if if you know yourself and these words actually do hurt you, are they relevant? The same thing in the real world. If if somebody you don't know says something, I mean, like, for instance, Facebook fights. If, if you're – this is something that one of my local radio stations plays, like I think it's like once a week, and I get a laugh out of it. You know, it, it, they call it Facebook fights. It's a great, crazy skit, and they pretend to have these voices and stuff. It's, it's kind of funny. But really, if you're if if you are in an argument on Facebook uh, and your feelings are hurt by somebody typing out a whole bunch of words, um, then either you're not smart enough to be able to know yourself well enough to laugh at whatever it is they're saying because most oftentimes, unless they actually know you as an individual, they're just trying to get under your skin. That's all they're going to do. And it's just... It is really... I'll say it. It's really actually childish if you get hurt by somebody's words on Facebook that you don't know. So case in point, if you've not ever met Donald Trump in person and you don't know who he is in person and you hear somebody say something or you hear him say something and his words actually offend you, you're just going to have to get over it. I'm I'm sorry. You're really just going to have to deal with it because those things don't actually matter. That's where that phrase, sticks and stones, comes into play. And people fail to really get that. 
and I, I want that to actually sink into people. I mean, I'm not trying to make anybody feel small or anything like that, but I want people to think. I want people to understand a little bit about themselves, obviously, because we don't look at ourselves enough. And you know, we need to pay attention also what's going on. And there is a place of balance. You know, we can we can pay attention to what's going on in some news outlet. We can pay attention to what's going on in in you know our own place, and we should obviously to both things. Uh, so again, we do need to pay attention to what's going on in the political arena. Excuse me, I'm having I'm having my one show, um, uh, one per show brain fart right now. Um, yeah, really strange, really strange. Like beginning to this year, all the way across the board. Um, <laughs> so if we reflect a little bit. And I guess maybe I'm in a dark place with this thing with my son. And I really shouldn't be, but thank you for hanging with me if you're still there. So thank you for hanging with me. Um, my engineer stepped away, so <laughs> like I said, really odd happenings the way things go this this particular beginning to this year. Um, when all right, so let's get someplace else. Um, the uh appointing to the Department of Education is getting a whole lot of guff. A whole bunch of Democrats don't like her. And I can't remember her name. And because of the fact that so many liberal Democrats like her, I like her automatically. And part of that is to just throw it in their face because they're trying to do anything and everything that they possibly can to to get you to well to to get a uh, to get a win in their column, if you will. You know, I mean, they they, they granted Mattis, they granted um, the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, cool. But they they're, they're, they want one. They gotta they gotta have one, and I think that this is the one they're gonna go after the most stringently, the most stridently, to bring this lady down. And I did read something a while back, and, and it, it did give me a favorable opinion of her. So I'm not gonna knock it straight out the gate. And that's what's going on across the board. So here's my loop. Coming to the top of the hour. My particular clock says it's four minutes till, uh, but we still, uh, if you like these people, make your voice heard. You know, put up on your Facebook account, your Twitter account, um, Pinterest, whatever. Put, you know, put your face up there, put the name up there, whatever it is, if you like these people. Because social media right now is what is actually moving the way people think, right? think whether it's whether it's the right way or the wrong way. 
And, you know, we, we've been put in an echo chamber in one way, shape, or form. And that's also been through Facebook or through Twitter or any kind of other social media outlet. You know, we, we follow this or we follow that, but it's, it's, even that has become an echo chamber. And I'm looking for a way out of it myself. You know, we get caught in these loops and we can't necessarily help it. But it happens. So, what do we do about it? Well, we can turn it off for a while, like I turned off the TV. We can go spend time with our family and do things with our family and just, you know, forget about that stuff for a while. Like I said, we spend so much time sitting in front of the TV. Well, I didn't say this, but say that, but I'm, well, I didn't say it either time, so I didn't say this, but I'm going to. Um, We spend so much time in front of the TV and just let something else go into our head that we choose not to have too much control over. You know, we should be reading books just to read them in some cases and because we like to in other cases. Anyway, about my time on the wall, we're looking at the top of the hour. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And hopefully... I'll have my guest co-host calling in before we wrap things up. So this is Keeper's Line Pool. I am Keeper. If you have a question or a comment, 424-258-9220 is the number to call. Remember to press the number one button after that little special recording, and you can hear the program again. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Are you still looking for that perfect gift? Something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub? Check out Tanglewood Soap Company. With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered directly to you. 100% all-natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap. Look for them on Facebook. They deliver right to your door or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. If you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey everybody, this is Dave Bray, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesman. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. 
whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, you go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know, um, and it's, it's, an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person, and I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words. Prince William calling, 11.45. This is the final call for 11.45. Officer Ashley Gwenden, end of watch, February 27, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia. For 198 meets great taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is Mike. And I listen to Mom Fool every Wednesday. Welcome back to Keeper's Mind Pool. Thank you for being here. Again, if you have a question or a comment, please dial 424-258-9220 and press the number one button after the recording. Um, It's... (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to shorten things up here. It's been a weird Wednesday. I'll just put it that way. Um, sometimes things don't go the way today's gone. So, anyway, has anybody else had a weird Wednesday? Maybe we'll talk about that for a little bit. 424-258-9220. So, today I got this new couch, and I love it. It's like kind of like a sort of shaped like a U, brand new. I haven't had new in probably about eight years, maybe nine years. 
I have a tendency to, to, you know, make do with what I got for as long as I possibly can, and then I'll go ahead and break down. But uh, <coughs> it's um, a cool couch, and um, it's like maybe eight people can sit on this thing, kind of squished together, it'd be kind of cool. Um, So what's on your mind? You know, I'm waiting for somebody to call in. This is actually kind of disappointing. Maybe, you know, the last half hour. Um, maybe feel. <laughs> All right, cool. We got somebody on the line right now. Um, looks like this is Mike. Welcome to the show, Mike. What's on your mind, man? Uh, am I on Linekeeper? Yeah, you're live right now. All right, so just my views on things, um, as I see on Facebook and things like that. I, I'm not real big on social media, but um, my my thing is that when people go on Facebook or so Instagram, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I don't, I, I just have a Facebook. But I, you know, people gave you know a lot of people gave Obama a chance, and I mean I, I don't know the exact date of how many days Donald Trump has been been president, but I mean was it like seventeen, twenty days, something like that? And everybody, every time I look at my newsfeed. It's something about Donald Trump. The first thing that I look at, <laughs> and I, I, I'm getting so sick and tired. Of, I, I've got no problem with Obama at, at all. I mean, he tried. He, let me not say he tried. He did his thing, and, and you know, the United States as a whole got to vote in this election, not just certain races or anything like that, everybody got to vote. And my thing is, I mean, goddamn, he's only been, excuse my language, but he's only been in office, like I said, 17 to 25 days at least. I don't even think it's been that long. I mean, shit, I think it was the 11th. But my my thing is that, you know, gig. Dude hasn't been in office, but not even a month. Get, give him a chance and see what happens. Obamacare, I mean, from what I've seen, is looking like it's going out the window. You know, my thing is, I've, I've got a real job. I pay insurance every week. Child support, rent, everything like that comes out of my check. I don't fucking miss it. But you know, it's a real world. I've got two kids. You know, I'm 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 about to be 26 years old, and you know, I, what I get at the end of the week is mine, and I don't miss it because I know that taxes have taken out what they have. My child support is paid. Everything that I need to pay up to is paid, and I think 
that the U.S. as a whole, everybody needs to just step up, be a man, be a woman, and own up to what they have. And that's really that's all pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, that yeah, own up to what you got. Own up, own up to what's yours. And you know what you're what you're talking about. It, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Eight Mile, Eminem's movie. Um, where he's sitting in, the, in, the, in his buddy's car at 7 o'clock in the morning, and he says to him, man, you ever think it's time to start living down here instead of trying to live up here? I mean, it's a really deep thought, but, I mean, it, that was first thing in the morning. That's just one of the things that, that you know, that, 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 Weird, right? Weird. Well, well, see, my thing is I don't see black and white. I come from Virginia in, in, a, in, in a county that was really established before Yorktown, Virginia, in my view. You know, Disney's got this whole Pocahontas thing that they've got going on that isn't right, but... <laughs> My thing is that I I look at things in black and white. I come from a country town, and the the counties that surround me are farming and watermelon communities. They are what America lives and feeds on, you know, eats on. That is the point I'm trying to make. And, you know, people nowadays that, are living, I, I would say, the struggle that I am that you know, has, has what they get at the end of the week after health insurance and everything is taken out and make sure their family's provided for. You know, I mean, uh, it, 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 for me to say that I... The, the American dream <laughs> has gone away from what a lot of people have think the American dream is, and that's not how it is. It's always family first. That's how I look at it, and whatever, whatever <clears throat> comes behind that is is whatever, but it's family first, and that's people okay. you need to look at in the long run. You know, I hear a lot of that. I hear, I hear a lot of people. I mean, I, myself included. I say it's got to be family first, uh, and we've kind of lost, uh, lost that kind of importance. You know, with all the technology and that kind of thing. So it's it's difficult to get it back, get that kind, get back to that kind of thing where. You know, we actually spend time with our family instead of just texting them something. Come downstairs. I need you for a minute. Can you come downstairs for mom or dad? Or a kid texting, Mom, do you know where my such and such is? I mean, we used to walk, you know, two bedrooms away or from upstairs and downstairs to ask those questions. And life has become so simple that we've become mentally lazy. Well, well, I, and I don't mean to cut you off or anything like that, but my my thing is, I was born. You, you can't cut me off. I'm going to grow up. 
I didn't grow up in the Kennedy days or the Reagan, I mean, not Reagan, but the Roosevelt days or anything like that. But my my thing is that I grew up in, in a view of what America should be, what America was, and... Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who cartoons had a lot to do with, you know, pretty much every every child's uh, foundation of growing up. What cartoons did you watch when you were a kid? Oh, well, well, when I, when I was a kid, I, I, my father, I sat and watched the, the evening news with him, but my kids now, I can, I kid you not, watch Mr. Sherman and Peabody, whatever it's called, and I kid you not, I can see where they are going, where how they are trying to get the the children that are of this generation back on track with the with with my grandparents or my parents with what they are trying to learn going back to like like I said, Mr. Sherman and Peabody. Uh, I mean, from what I know, that show goes back a a, a decent way. But from what I see with just, and and there's numerous shows, but from what I see with that show, and I make sure my son and my daughter watch that the most, that they're going back to what I learned in 1990, what, 6-7 where with Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and and things like that, where kids nowadays are just growing up and all they know is social media or what they see yeah. on TV. Or all right. I um, mean, I got the Mike. I got to step on here, buddy. Um, my guest speaker, guest co-host, uh, uh, Little Miss Sassy Pants, go lover to death. We're gonna take a really quick break, Mike. Um, I don't want you muted, okay? If you have a question, you can chime in and say, this is Mike, ask your question, and we'll see about getting it answered, okay? So stay on the line. I don't want you on mute. We are going to take a really quick break, um, and my lady from Sassy Liberty is on the line, so um, don't go away, everybody. Call in and listen in live, 424-258-9220. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Vivian, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is President of Hillsdale College, Dr. Larry Arnn, on how America's founders understood the words, all men are created equal. America's founders knew, obviously, that human beings are not equal in terms of strength or beauty or in terms of intelligence, industry, or talents. They understood that because of such differences, differences in talents and things like that, some people will be wealthier than others. But human beings are equal, the founders believe, in their possession of natural rights, such as the rights to life, liberty, and property. Today, many Americans reject this equality of rights in order to pursue an equality of condition through redistribution or spreading the wealth around to use a famous formulation. This is destructive of liberty as the founders understood it. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To receive a free pocket Constitution and Declaration, go to constitutionminute.com.
Sorry I'm late, everybody. Wow. Uh, <laughs> everything just kind of came together at one time. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let this lady introduce herself. Um, I've, I try not to – hang on. Hang on, dear. You know I love you to death. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching this lady's videos. I have been reading her articles, and I could not be more impressed with what I see. Um, highly informative, very intelligently written, and you know, when I have a question, and I haven't done so, but I know this is the lady I want to go to when I have something like this. So um, please welcome. I'm going to let you say who you are right now. Thank you for being here, my dear. Um, well, I'm Sassy Liberty. Um Colin from Tennessee, and um, I run uh, Sassy Liberty, um, the Facebook page, and in the process of getting sassyliberty.net up going, I actually um, got a web developer quote today, so that's in the works. Um, currently writing for America's Freedom Fighters, and um, getting my videos and all of that stuff in a row. I've done three now. Um, most recently giving yeah only three um most recently giving um my opinions and kind of a rundown and a history on new SCOTUS appointee um Neil Gorsuch um basically sharing a lot of the research that I had done with regard to him and got really excited about what I found and wanted to share all right. So, uh, and we, I've only done a little bit of research on the nominee for uh, Supreme Court Justice. What I've seen, I really do like. Uh, I, I know you highly impressive. I, yeah, I know you've done some research. Can you like enlighten people about who this dude is without having to go through the you know us waiting for the political review and hear Absolutely. it for somebody that's done, done some work? All right, let me, let's hear that. I want to hear that. Okay, so um, he's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's actually very young. Um, he's 49. So to be nominated as a Supreme Court Justice at 49, he's going to be there a while. So that's really awesome. Um, he's actually considered um, very in line with Antonin Scalia and his opinions. Um, so we're basically getting... Scalia 2.0. Was it Governor Pence, well, excuse me, Vice President Pence, um, that said basically that same thing that, you know, you can't replace Scalia, but you can have somebody succeed him? Was it Pence or was it Trump? I can't remember who said that. Do you know who said that? Um, I'm actually not familiar with that quote. So... um, Anyway, uh, if I'm gonna uh, it was, guess, it sounds like it sounds more like Pence, but he's governor of my home state, so I'm more I'm familiar with him from that regard. Right, okay. I can understand that. Uh, um, what What have you found out about this guy? Well, he is um, he's actually known for writing his legal opinions in a very very clear fashion in plain English. Which, if you work in the legal profession like I do, I actually work by day as a paralegal, um, you get legalese where you can read this whole long 
book of something and you have no earthly clue what they've just said because there's all this legalese and a lot of legal language and mumbo jumbo and whatever. And um, it's kind of a running joke. So for him to actually be known for writing legal opinions in plain English, in plain language, means that there's no ambiguity there. There's no, um, there's no room for margin of error. He says what he means and means what he says, um, which is huge. Um, and a lot of people may or may not have actually heard of Gorsuch himself, but um, you may know them, especially if you have followed conservative circles um, for several years, especially around the time that the Obamacare mandate went live. Um, you may remember some of the cases that he actually presided over. Um, two of the most notable ones are the Hobby Lobby case, uh, it's Hobby Lobby Stores versus Civilis. And then the right. Little Sisters of the Poor, huh? uh, Little Sisters of the Poor. It's um, their full name is actually Little Sisters of the Poor, Home for the Aged uh, versus Burwell. Um, Little Sisters of the Poor is actually the they're it's a group of nuns, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's actually the um, group that Mother Teresa came from. So, um, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, most everybody knows that at least if you followed the case, Hobby Lobby, um, Obamacare tried to force them to provide not only contraception but abortifacients to their employers or their employees against their religious beliefs. They are very much pro-life, and the way an abortifacient works is essentially, you know, not – it's a chemical abortion. Um, um, quick science lesson. It essentially – it allows for – it does not allow for implantation to occur. Uh, it makes the uterus inhospitable for life. Um, so the sperm and the egg can meet, but they can't implant, if that makes sense. So it's... Right, it does make sense, yeah. Yeah. So it's um, those of us that are pro-life, and I happen to be one of those people, have a pretty significant problem with abortifacients in general. Um, um, he he so, actually... Um, well, I can't say he... So um, I had read something somewhere where he had passed on a uh, a judgment to the Supreme Court at the time. Wouldn't write on it. Wouldn't be you know. And I'm thinking that he was not even somebody that should rule on a case like that. But I'm not 100 percent sure. But again, everything yeah, that I've I'm, read about him, uh, it, it has I'm been. I'm not sure. Well, well if you go to WikiLeaks, you look him up on WikiLeaks. Well, he has cited in favor of Hobby Lobby in in regards to this and um, has taken a very pro-religious liberty stance. Right. Which we know even – and he's even done it in cases with um, – we've all seen the cases where an atheist organization will sue a town or a city or what have you for the nativity scene at Christmas time or something like that. And he will actually, his idea is that government can permit public displays of a religious nature and still accommodate deeply held religious beliefs without violating the religion clause of the Constitution. And he's he's just very pro-religion and freedom of religion and allowing right. religious liberties to take place. Right. Um, Another thing he's also noted for is his very narrow view of criminal law, which mimics Scalia's view as well. Um, I don't know if 
you're familiar with the Three Felonies a Day book? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, hang on just a second. Um, it is an attorney, and he actually wrote a book called, uh, it's L. Gordon Krovitz. Um, it's called You Commit Up to Three Felonies a Day, and it's basically how the federal government criminal laws have dangerously become disconnected from English common law tradition and it's how um, just innocent people with the way that the law is interpreted, it's so broad and so ambiguous that the average citizen commits up to three felonies a day and doesn't even know it. And um, so this is counter to that philosophy and works very closely in tandem with that strict constitutionalist that Scalia is known for and Gorsuch is making himself known for as well, um, where they take this very narrow view and they read it literally and it, it so as to avoid criminalizing potentially innocent conduct. And it's even in times when it would disfavor the prosecution and it's most especially noted when it deals with the Second Amendment or any other constitutional protection. So in one thing that I had noted um, was that the criminal, when the criminalization of the average and ordinary citizen is on the rise with the expansion of government, having a Supreme Court justice that takes this view is absolutely vital. Yeah. Uh, I do know that he actually has a, a tendency to um, not necessarily side against the police, but definitely takes a, a view in consideration of all the facts presented instead of just arbitrarily ruling with a police officer or uh, a sheriff or something like that. And we're looking at court systems now where people can be held without bail, and that's supposed to be a constitutional right. Um, yes, yes, it is. Okay, and uh, I mean that's 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 first and foremost in my mind. Then you have to deal with indefinite um, detention. Right. Okay. I mean, it used to be they could <clears throat> they could hold you for forty eight hours, and now they can hold you for seventy two. Or if they label you something else, they can hold you basically for as long as they like. Under the Patriot and, Act, or there okay. was a Patriot Act Part Two that passed, and it's another bill that took its place, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Yeah, I need to come out. It sits right on top of it. I mean, basically, it's yeah. like it hugs up next to it, like they should be married, husband and wife, actual proper likes, and like the constant or excuse me, the Christian well, NDA, aspect. Yeah, <laughs> isn't isn't the NDAA part of that as well? Yeah, that's tied into it. The NDAA is only the authorization for funding of any of the appropriations programs or. Um, uh, what, what what was the term back in the day? Um, pork belly operations or something like that. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. All that's right. the, I'm that's sorry. what the NDAA is all about. I'm, is I'm giving the permission and financing too. I'm sorry. You're good. But We're just having a conversation. Don't worry about it. What, what <laughs> no, I mean? that's okay. I just that I spoke off the cuff and I shouldn't have. <laughs> well. <laughs> See, that's what Keeper's Mindful is all about. We're going to sit there and have a conversation instead of, like, pigeonholing everything. I mean, people need this information. And if we can, you know, divest it to them in a fun, informative way without just trying to shove it down their throat, they might be more accepting of it. 
That's just how I kind of see it. So if we're having a conversation. No, don't disagree. So I, we're just having a conversation here, okay? Um, thank you for, you know, bringing what you do to Keepers Mindful on Facebook. Um, that also goes out uh, to the Twitter page. And I haven't been able to find that. And one of these days I'm going to be able to find that and tell everybody exactly what it is and where it is. Uh, but if you want to check out more from this lady, and I don't want her to go to, go away, so please don't think that I'm dismissing. Um, um, I just want people to know that listen in, have a good time, have a conversation, call in 424-258-9220. It was a long way to get there, but I knew where I was going. Uh, this is Sassy Liberty. Um, what else have you been thinking about? What else? I mean, you put three videos out, so tell me about the first one, just because. Okay. Well, the first one had to do with Hillary Clinton running her mouth on Twitter. <laughs> um, and she basically went out of her way with regard to this, I call it an immigration hiatus because it's not a ban. Um, it's a hiatus. We're taking a temporary pause on refugees in order to, from seven countries, in order to be able to better vet them and to get that process under control. Because right now it's it's a hot mess. Okay. And so yeah, is, this broad puts mess. on <laughs> this broad puts on Twitter that this is not who we are, and. My point that I made in the video was simply this, that um, this is a woman who had the audacity to jump up and down about an immigration hiatus and say that this is not who we are, yet take donations from many of these same countries who would deny women and children even the most basic of human rights, where they're treated as shadow and property and tortured and abused, and that's normal. And I'm pretty sure, in fact, I'm positive, but that's not who we are either. And that's pretty much the point that I made in my video, that okay. she is the height of hypocrisy. And she's just, she's, I loathe that woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, I don't blame you for not being able to say the name. <laughs> but um, so she just all right. Um, so okay, let's so give it. What was the second video? Let's 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 read the second video. Her tweet says, I stand with the people gathered across the country tonight defending our values and our constitution. This is not who we are. So, yeah, um, that, that is, I read that. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, this is a woman who I don't think she would know what the Constitution was a bit on the ass. So um, <laughs> then there's um, my second video had to do with Obama. Okay. And I saw a, an article that basically said Obama breaks his silence. And it, again, had to do with this immigration hiatus. And mm -hmm. um, I basically was making the point. I was like, oh, he breaks the silence. I said, what? He gave President Trump a whole 11 days? <laughs> and, um, 
you know, just ha- – and he was talking in his own Twitter feed about how impressed he was with the level of engagement from the public. And I made the point in my video that that is not – we're not having engagement. We're not having meaningful discourse. We're not having discussions. We're not talking and reaching across the aisle. We're not doing any of those things where there's compromise and there's things that are done for the betterment of the country and for the betterment of Americans in general. What we have is your average American like us, you know, hardworking folks that are being made to suffer and watch the clown show that's coming from the liberal loony left where they're literally having <laughs> a hissy fit about the fact that they're not getting their way. And oh, it's, you. I mean, like if you look I've got at... A, <laughs> I've got a guy sitting with me. He actually called in a little bit ago. His name's Mike. <laughs> He's sitting here listening to your words. He threw his hands in the air and said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you look at <laughs> Chuck Schumer, um, apparently he's got an entire, I mean, every, and anybody who's been paying attention, they saw his fake crocodile tears and all that stuff about um, how it was un-American and mean-spirited about this immigration hiatus, yet in November 2015, he's talking about how he thinks uh, taking the same sort of immigration hiatus from Syria is a good idea. So, yeah. you know, the only thing that's changed clearly, you know, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we banned Cuban refugees under Obama, but apparently that's okay. It's just, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then... Um, if so if you want to get off, of if if you want to get off mute and make comment, <laughs> watch your language because <laughs> it might come through my mic. <laughs> Dude, he is he's praising you, okay? Jeff, he's oh, okay. Like loving everything you're saying. All right. So Chuck um, has these protesters surrounding his <laughs> apartment building in Brooklyn right now, and there are these loony leftist liberal hippies that are jumping up and down and, again, having a temper tantrum because apparently old Chucky is not being hard enough. He's not um, <laughs> defying uh, Trump uh, enough. They uh, want I'm to sorry. hold him I, I, I don't want to. Sassy, Sassy, hold I, on. I, hey, I, wait, 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 Mike, hold on. Let me own this really quick. Sassy, he wanted to interrupt, but he just doesn't know how yet. Um, so <laughs> hang on a second. Listen to his comment. Sorry. Shut I, I swear, sweetie, I, I really don't mean to interrupt you, but just like the comment that I'm not going to say who posted on Facebook the other day, I saw a brush bar, and like I said earlier in my in my spiel of of commenting on Keeper's mind pool, but my thing is you pro protesters in the streets, especially the interstate, like the brush guard deal, I mean, I drive a four-wheel drive vehicle. Like, I, that shit's got to stop. And uh, that's the only pr- provocative word I'm going to say, and I'm going to cut it off there. I agree with you. 
honey, a hundred percent, like God's hands in the air. Like you're on my side. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to deny that our right to protest is a First Amendment right, but there are ways to do it and ways not to. And blocking the interstate in protest, you know, literally <laughs> preventing innocent people from getting to their jobs and that sort of thing does nothing. I mean, I know in, when um, over the summer when uh, was Anton Sterling, was it Anton Sterling and Philandra Castile when those police um, shootings happened back to back um, and they were protesting, they actually protested here in Memphis um, and blocked the I-40 bridge and um, they would not allow an, a, an ambulance carrying a sick child to the hospital. They literally had to get a police escort and go the wrong way up the interstate. And when you are taking your protest and your protest decides that it wants to, or you decide that your protest means more than a child's life or a person's life, you really need to check your priorities. I agree with you 100%. Exactly. I, I have been about to be a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. They're just turned two. And if my kids got blocked on the interstate because of protesters, I would flip. I mean, like I said, I have three little boys that are eight, five, and two, and I am with you 100%. I I agree with you. Thank you, and you have a good night, and I'm I'm going off the air for the night, but I agree with you 100%. I'm glad that you agree with me, and you see my views. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right, that's Mike. He doesn't call in very often, but when he does, uh, you're going to get those kinds of words of wisdom. So uh, I appreciate him okay. calling in. Um, I want to play another constitutional minute if we can here really quick because he's walking out the door and I do have to be a good guest. On the other side of that, uh, Miss Sassy, you are more than welcome to pick up and talk about anything that you would like to discuss. On the program, welcome okay. everybody back to Keepers Mindful. And I'm going to kick back in the background and listen in after I get done with my gentleman here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Keepers Mindful. 424-258-9220 is the number to call. Press the number one button after that little recording, and you can hear the program again. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
not so okay. I'll just avoid the hole so you'll be fine. I'm driving here, I say, cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement. You fell asleep in my car, I drove the whole time, but that's okay. I'll just avoid the hole so you'll be fine. I'm driving here, I say, cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement. Sometimes you gotta bleed and know. Someone to come around to show you how she's a tear in my heart. Hillsdale College. Here is President of Hillsdale College, Dr. Larry Arn, on the separation of church and state. America's founders believed in the separation of church and state, in that the country was not to have an official religion or an official sect. But that did not mean that government was to be hostile to religion or even indifferent to religion, as many today argue. In fact, America's founding document, the Declaration of Independence, includes both a reference to God as the author of the laws of nature and a confident assertion that human beings are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Far from being hostile or indifferent to religion, America's founders understood the theology of the Declaration to be an essential part of the education of citizens. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To receive a free pocket Constitution and Declaration, go to constitutionminute.com. And I guess we are back on air. I'm Daffy Liberty, and here to talk to you about the state of the world and um, my opinions on it and what I see going on. Um, I am looking right now at hypocrisy is basically what I'm seeing throughout Facebook being pointed out with a vast majority of officials that are in Washington, everyone from Chuck Schumer, which mentioned earlier, and, um, of course, Sally Yates was another hot topic. She was the um, temporary attorney general where we were waiting for Jeff Sessions to be confirmed, which 
um, that's a whole other topic because apparently the Democrats are boycotting um, confirmations. I know Price is one that they're boycotting their Department of Health nominee. And um, is it Munchen? Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember his other name. The other one's name, but it's an M name that is difficult to pronounce. It's like N-N something. Um, is the other gentleman that they are currently boycotting, and I believe there may actually, I've read about a third one even today. Um, I know Chuck Schumer has assured the protesters outside of his house that he intends to oppose eight, the remaining eight nominees of Donald Trump. Um, and I really and truly don't understand what it is that they feel like they're trying to accomplish by all of this opposition. Um, truly, if there was ever a time that we needed statesmen in Washington, it is now. Um, and it is very clear that at least on the left, that is not at all what we have. Um, because we've got revenge blocks. Um, happening, which are to the detriment of our country, and it's it's a sad state of affairs. Um, and Sally Yates is is very much um, party to that with her refusal to enforce this immigration hiatus that's going on, um, stating that it she directed the Department of Justice to not enforce. Donald Trump's executive order. Um, a little bit about judges. You get to make a legal a legal analysis of an opinion, and you can determine constitutional or not, and you can have a conversation. But you um, you don't get to get black robe fever and decide that you're going to legislate from the bench. And frankly, that's a lot of what we're seeing. Um, that's what we saw with federal government usurping powers um, with regards to the marriage argument um, when that happened. You had many states who'd actually voted on that and voted it down. They were not for same-sex marriage. Um, They didn't want it in their states. Um, And the federal government basically said, oh, you didn't vote right, so here, we're going to do it for you, and took over. Um, Much like if many of you, any any of you remember Prop 8 in California, um, they did much the same there. The state of California actually voted down same-sex marriage, and it went on appeal up before a homosexual judge, and he discarded the people's votes and said, oh, you didn't vote right. Here, let's, let's do it again, and you can vote again until you get it right. So that is actually how California got same-sex marriage, um, and it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs when uh, you can't count on your legal system to correctly analyze and do legal analysis, they want to write the laws themselves from the bench because they feel like that's their job, and it is it is not. Um, now, frankly, I mean, she deserved what she got as far as being fired. She did not do her job. Um, if she disagreed with the enforcement and she could see some constitutional reason 
why that immigration hiatus should not have been enforced, then that would have been the time for her to have presented said information, um, along with a rational point-by-point legal analysis with case law and citations included, and make her argument. Um, but you don't get to you don't get to decide those things. Um, you know, and then I have another thing seeing you know fake news that's kind of been the mantra with uh, these days. And you see um, MSNBC they they won't admit Chicago is has carnage with all of the killing that goes on there, you know, reflect, um, referring back to President Trump's tweets referring to Chicago needing to get the carnage there under control. And they do. Um, some of the strictest gun control laws in the nation, yet Afghanistan is safer than Chicago. Um, but MSNBC <laughs> says that it's incorrect to refer to Chicago as carnage. But they want to refer to the firing of Sally Yates as a massacre. So, you know, we need to get back to some truth in journalism there. Absolutely. Watch the words that we use. Uh, Every day that just really don't mean anything. Uh, (laughs) We actually, your last statement, we actually actually need, actually need to be paying attention to what it is that we say and mean what we say as long as it happens we do. to be true. And, and not use inflammatory language when it's unnecessary. If the firing of, Sally, firing of Sally Yates was not a massacre. Firing of Sally Yates was absolutely justified. I mean, she didn't do her job. She decided that she had black robe fever and that she wanted to legislate from the bench, and that's not her job. No, it's not. And that's, I think that you've actually posted a couple of things that are about that um, when it comes to, you know, trying to write law from the bench, which most people don't understand is actually wrong. Um, you know, we're coming up, uh, we've got about eight minutes left before the end of the program. Um, and when you came on, you were talking about net. How far away do you think that is? I mean, I would like to see that. Because you've got one well, of those minds that really does kind of, you know, open different windows in mind. So it is um, sassyliberty.net. I mean, we have the domain name, and you c- the site is functional, and you can go to um, the site itself. I have, I think, maybe three articles up there currently, uh, <coughs> and. Uh, but I sent off to the web developers to actually get a quote on the build today. So as soon as they get back to me, I'm hoping that I will have it up probably in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So uh, that's, that's the game plan. I got you. So I've just, you also I've write for America's, America's Freedom Fighters. I do. And I post then, um, those articles on both Sassy Liberty on my Facebook page. Um, as well as my personal wall, um, and then I will. There's a variety of pages, pages that they go to as well um, that American America's Freedom Fighters are affiliated with. Nation in Distress is one. Um, the America's Freedom Fighters page, um, and 
I think there's a variety of others as well, right. but those are the two, those are the two main big ones that they go out to. Um, right, and you graciously um, repost from Statue of Liberty to Keepers Mind Pool on Facebook, and I love that. I do. Um, I do. <laughs> It, it it is um, knowing people like you, knowing people like um, I mean, she's already put her name out there. She doesn't have a nickname or anything like that. But Heather Briggs, um, I'd like to mm-hmm. get to know Percy Holly um, quite a bit more because all of y'all somehow have built something, uh, either intentionally or otherwise, that that seems to be and you're making a lot of headway in regards to truth and um, views about things that don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to people if they're not actually trying to learn more. And that's what I strive to do, and I know my listeners strive to do um, in our conversations. And we've had a couple. Um, You know I'm straight when I talk with you, and I know you're straight when you talk with me, and I appreciate that. So... um, from me and my family to you and your family, thank you for being here tonight. I really do appreciate it. Is there a particular song you might like to listen to on our way out tonight? I'm, I'm thinking about letting you pick it. We've got some Madison Rising. We've got some 21 Pilots. We've got some Ava Brown. We've got, obviously, Smoke and Joe Thunder and a couple other things out there. Do you have something in particular in mind? you have any sticks? Excuse me? Do you have any sticks? Maybe some candy. I would I would I would love to play uh, maybe some Paradise Theater, um, anything off of Kansas, but uh, unfortunately, no. no. I I am required to have um, verbal copyright permission from the artist before I can play it, according to BlogTalkRadio.com rules and regulations. The people that no I do play, I have. Let's try some Twenty One Pilots. We'll do some spoken word. That sounds good. All right, you want to hear Ride and Ride mm-hmm. on out of here? All right, cool. This is from <laughs> this is from Twenty One Pilots, Mute Mass Remix, Remaster, uh, Read More Dynamite. This is actually fantastic. If you get a chance, look up Twenty One Pilots on YouTube and add Mute Mass, one word, M U T E M A T H, in capital letters, and check out the video, you will be very, very surprised about what these guys can do. This is a two-man band, and they incorporated some things from Mute Mass. But I want you to hear Ride, and you are very familiar with the song if you listen to everyday radio stations. This is Keeper's Mind Pull. We're going to roll out of here with this. We won't be back. Thank you, Sassy Liberty, for being here. Thank you for your post. Thank you Love for you, having girl. me. Beck, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to rock and roll. You have a great week. I'll see you next time. This is Keeper. I'm out. 21 Pilots, ride. Smoking a mother basement, it's not rap, it's not hip hop. Just another 
feel better, I can tell I'm already dead, man. It's not me fucking around with a limp and a hunch. Saying stuff like, you only live once. Got one time to figure it out, one time to twist and one time to shout. One time to think and I said, peace out now, sing it with me if you know what I'm talking about. Gangsters don't cry, they're forever together with some great minds of music and they put together this tune looks them up as well mute math m-u-t-e-m-a-t-h in capital letters they may come together if you look at 21 pilots it is an awesome video watching these guys play and do what they do much respect for them and i i i really really hope that they continue to make some awesome music things that people don't pay attention to so i'm going to close up shop tonight i'm going to see you next week and hopefully we can get some other people calling in tonight. The phone number, write it down. It is 424-258-9220. I will see you next week. Love you very much. Thank you for being here. I'm Keeper. I'm out. Good night.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.